You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another episode of Televised Heroics. Oh my goodness, Daniel, it's been so long. Yeah, it's uh, eight months. It's been since January since uh, we did this. In January was the last time we did this? Yeah. What did we talk about in January? Uh, we talked about... Uh, we're coming back on Crisis. We're, oh, we're coming back for Crisis then. So did you watch Crisis? I, so we only talked about the first the split first split half of Crisis and never went back to it. So I need to go back on it. Okay. Well, I mean, so wait, you never watched it? No. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's surprising. That's 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 life in the Corona, though, right? Like you you yeah. have all this time, but you really don't. Uh, so that's that's insane. I, I I hope you get to watch it and enjoy it because it was a good it was a good crossover. I know that's what I keep hearing, and I want to know what happens. Uh, you know, went from working two jobs to one job now, thankfully. So hopefully, I'll have time to catch up on all of that. And and the end of Arrow. Uh, that's right. It's a series finale, not season <laughs> series. Series finale. That's right. Uh, and then we didn't get a season finale for Flash, not a real one, because COVID shut down production on that. So and isn't that coming back next year? It's yeah, and it's not. None of those shows are going to come. None of those CW shows are going to come back until after 2021. If then, I guess I don't know. That's that's kind of insane. Also, um, I know we, we're seeing the dissolve of uh, DC Universe app. Like all the original programs that's over there are not going to be there anymore. Harley Quinn. Is over at HBO Max. Uh, Doom Patrol is over at HBO Max, which I still haven't even watched the second season of. Which I loved the first season, so I don't know why I haven't. Haven't finished I haven't the second season of Titans. Yeah, haven't started Titans either. I haven't finished uh, or haven't started the second season of uh, Doom Patrol either. You watched all of Harley Quinn, though, right? Yeah, it's yeah. One of the, the best adult animated shows I've ever seen in a while. <laughs> I've seen in a while, I should say. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, that, which is probably going to have to be your your go to for a while because Venture Brothers get, got canceled. Not that that's a televised heroics show to talk about, but it got canceled. I know, and it breaks my heart. However, um, there's an article this morning saying that talks about uh, finishing out the series on HBO Max uh, is going on right now. Yeah, yeah. There's talks of, of them going over to HBO Max, which which would be pretty awesome. Which it was on for 15 years, but they only have seven seasons. Like I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm pretty sure maybe they had season splits, like really long season splits, especially it being an Adult Swim show. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Probably budget and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
we have uh we've had two seasons of umbrella academy now and you know uh, i i know you hadn't watched the second season yet but the second i thought the second season was pretty great so whenever you get around to that we'd love to hear your thoughts I guess what we're going to talk about, though, since there's no other real shows on, is, uh, oh, well, I forgot to say that, you know, was it Walking Dead didn't get to finish off their season, so they're going to come back to finish their season, and then they're going to they're gonna end their season after season 11. We have, we have another show from The Walking Dead called The World Beyond. We have The Fear of the Walking Dead, uh, and then, uh, what's his face, Zack Snyder's getting an animated zombie show that goes with his movie army of of the dead on netflix not that that's a televised rogues show either but just interesting man that is interesting (laughs) (laughs) so what we're going to talk about is the boys it's on amazon and they decided to only uh they're going to do week to week episodes uh instead of dropping it all at once over there at amazon they did drop the first three episodes of the second season and uh but we're going to do the first three episodes here and then we're going to do week to week episodes just like they are. Yeah. And hold on. I just going to ask, I can't remember um, probably cause I binged it all, but um, did they release um, all the episodes at once for the first season? I thought so. I don't remember, but again, I binged it all. So probably all blended in, you know, that same night. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. Because there's a lot of people that are upset that it's not all released at one time right now. So that would make sense that they did the first time and not this time. So they're following, uh, you know, the Disney Plus trend with kind of like what they're doing with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's Hulu's starting to do that too with uh, with certain shows. And uh, yeah, they're doing that with this. I think Netflix is the only one that's not doing that. So, which is. Uh, I mean, I get why Netflix, you know, a lot of their shows are, you know, net his, Netflix house productions. But, yeah, I, I don't know why the other uh, streaming services aren't hopping on that bandwagon. That I, I assume that way you can just pad it out. You know, you just make sure you have original programming that people will come back every week to watch. Because Netflix is so big now with their original programming that they have so much that you could binge everything you want in that for that one show in the weekend. And then the next weekend you'd have a whole nother show to do. That's true. Yeah. Between series and, and movies, it it could be just about anywhere. So, uh, yeah, like we said, we're going to talk about the boys, but first as, as always on this show, we're going to talk about a little bit of news. Uh, the first story I wanted to talk about was, uh, yeah, I already, already spoke about it. The world beyond, like, are you excited about another Walking Dead show? I know we ended up liking the Fear of the Walking Dead after the first, like, few seasons. Yeah, Fear of the Walking Dead was really good. Um, is Fear, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, the Beyond, is that one, uh, the Carol and the and the Daryl one? Or is that the one that's uh, the other kids involved? So, Beyond the, beyond, the World Beyond is the one about the kids. And I guess it's going to be, like, jumping five or 10 years into the future uh, for that show. Fear the Walking Dead is the one that was with, you know, um, uh, Nick and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yes, now that the Walking Dead proper is going to end after season 11, there are talks of a spinoff for Daryl and Carol. 
for their own Walking Dead show. Now that is pretty interesting. Jeez, I there you know AMC's just milking it for all they can, right? I mean, we still got three movies that have to do with Rick Grimes, if I remember correctly. So that's true. Yeah, yeah, could definitely happen. I mean, we pretty much already got kids, though. You know, when Fear the Walking Dead started, they're all immature and they're all asshats. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's, those were kids that grew up outside of the zombie apocalypse and then had to f- figure out how to live in the zombie apocalypse. I think the world oh, beyond going to be kids that grew up in the zombie apocalypse. So it's every day. Like they're not going to act. They shouldn't act the same. Then I, I mean, what at that point? Yeah, it's 10 years, five, 10 years in the future. But at that point, what can you already, what can you do? I feel like we've already pretty much seen it all except for food might be a little bit, you know, harder uh, come by and water as well. Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to say this. I haven't watched the walking dead, like in the last two seasons. Um, I haven't watched the fear of the walking dead probably in the last two seasons or one season, how they always split up the seasons and stuff. But I remember from the last thing I remember watching of the walking dead, it was that, that, that logo that was on the side of the helicopter. Mm-hmm. I think that has a big thing to do with what the world beyond show has to do with. So maybe there's going to like, it's going to be some kind of living situation that people are working on. Okay. I I still don't know how much you can really get into it though. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see if it happens and uh, if we'll watch it or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. So, the the world beyond is is another a new show we have three rick grimes movies and we have a possible third spinoff show in a carol and daryl show now those two have worked well together as characters throughout all the walking dead there's a lot of times when people would thought the two of them should get together i always kind of felt my more like it was a brother sister like relationship since you know, Merle wasn't the greatest brother to Daryl. So what do you think the dynamic between the two of them will be in their own show? It's probably going to work. I mean, they're honestly, they were the badasses besides, I want to say, um, you know, besides Carl kind of taking things on, you know, his own reins and that sort of thing. They're kind of like the other badasses that had to do things if they had to get done. So I think they'll be well off. But I mean, are they going to separate from the group? The group are, you know, is the group going to die off or is this going to be in between seasons? Kind of, you know, because there was a time where they did separate together already. So I don't know if it's going to be something along those lines either, you know, taking place in between seasons. Fair. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, it, it's gotta be something. Yeah. That's, that's further off in the timeline. And I can only imagine the two of them just living on their own, like out in the middle of nowhere, you know, uh, away from everybody else, but well, eating squirrels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do you, since you live in a bigger city than I do, do you use a navigation app? Um, I just use regular, uh, I guess, Apple Maps. Do you use Apple Maps? You don't use you, you don't use like Waves. 
No, but I think I know where you're uh, yeah. going. And, I mean, uh, going with it. It's pretty cool. Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, is going to be doing uh, Batman's voice, Bruce Wayne's voice, Batman's voice, to uh, tell you which way to go on the street, which is pretty awesome. It is. <laughs> so I guess how Waze has it is that um, until October 31st, Waze will be celebrating Batman Day, September 21st, by letting users choose one of two Batman-related voices to give them directions. Batman, voiced by Kevin Conroy, and the Riddler, voiced by Wally Wingert, which I believe Wally Wingert is the one that did the Riddler for like the Arkham games. Right. So I'm kind of curious as to why they didn't go with the animated series one, but he still does a really good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's enjoyable in the in the Arkham games, and I think I think that's because the Arkham games are more uh, recent. So, in the Arkham games, you have Kevin Conroy as the voice of Batman, right? So it's it's the same thing. It's just you're getting the bonus of him being the voice. I don't know if I'll pick the Riddler because I mean he's kind of mean in the Arkham games. I don't want him calling me an idiot every time I you know miss a turn. <laughs> I mean, who's gonna pick if you get the choice? Who's gonna pick the Riddler? Maybe I'll try it out for like a day or two. <laughs> I mean, you get to do one or the other. I think it says. Oh, just one or the other. You can't like change. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you can. That'd be better if you can change. That's that's a lot better. I would like to hear, you know, both of their voices out. So let me ask you this. Why do you think it was not or why do you think uh, Mark Hamill is not the uh, other option as the Joker? Because it's the Joker and he'd give you wrong directions the entire time. (laughs) Well, the Riddler would give you directions in riddles and be like, I don't know where I'm supposed to turn. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true maybe um do you think it came down well, to a money thing that and also you know the main baddie for um the batman with robert pattinson is you know the riddler so maybe they want to reintroduce the riddler into mainstream again that's fair that's fair. you know what actually i kind of i saw a headline of an article and i didn't read the article because i don't really want to be spoiled on anything or have anybody else's uh stuff because I doubt it's an actual spoiler, but more speculation. I don't want anybody else's speculations to to get in my head. But the the headline said, um, "What if the the Riddler and the Batman isn't actually a bad guy, but more of a antihero?" I mean, I can see that happening, but well, again, you know, we saw the preview, and of of course, they're going to point everything to the Riddler being the bad guy. Yeah, and we do yeah. have to. Yeah, I mean, we that, that, we did see the trailer, but it's not really a lot, all that much information in that trailer. <laughs> True, just a bunch of uh, voiceover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, just a, a lot of voiceover. Um, but yeah, so if it, if it did come down to choosing between one or the other, you would you would choose Batman, I assume, over Riddler. If you couldn't go to go back over to Riddler, or you couldn't go back over to Batman or whatever, right? Right. What if it was if if they had gotten Mark Hamill and you had to do Bat Kevin Conroy's Batman or just Mark Hamill's Joker? 
I mean, Kevin Conroy hasn't liked any of my tweets. Mark <laughs> Hamill has. So, you know, I'm probably going to go with the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, it's a it's a good way of choosing. I get it. I understand. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, obviously, you're going to go... I mean, you have a Riddler wallet, for God's sake. So, are you going to go with Batman or are you going to go with the Riddler? I mean, I'm not going to go with either because I don't use waves. <laughs> I don't either, but I, just use it for like a day, just to you know, kind of test it out. I do kind of want to just download it to test it out and see what it. I would do. I would do Batman's voice. Okay, I would do Kevin Conroy's voice. Like it's 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 iconic. It is my Batman. So I think it's a a lot of our Batman. A yeah. lot of us. I think I think so too. Okay, last story I wanted to talk about is over there at. Uh, Sony Television, Sony Pictures Television, sorry. Uh, They have the rights to all of Spider-Man and Spider-Man characters. And, you know, we went through that whole thing of Sony saying, nah, we're not going to do any more Spider-Man stuff in the MCU and and Disney having to pay them a lot of money so that they can. And then they had to, you know, make a lot of conceits so that Spider-Man could keep playing in the MCU. But, uh, Sony is going to be making all kinds of Spider-Man stuff. We've heard rumors of a Craven movie. We've, we, we have two Venom movies. We have a Morbius movie that's already supposed to have been out. Um, that's true. Yeah. We have uh, a Black Cat and Silver Sable movie that's supposed to be being worked on. Uh, who knows what else they're going to be making, right? Well, one thing... Oh, and supposedly Olivia... Uh, Olivia Wilde. Wild, thank you. Is going to be directing a Spider Verse type movie. Um, no one really knows what it is yet. Most people are saying Spider Woman, Jessica Drew, but no one really knows. They're also going to be making a uh, a bunch of TV shows. So a live action Spider Verse TV show is going is in the works over there at Sony Pictures TV. And uh, they've hired a writer to write the show, uh, Lauren Moon. Uh, she's worked on shows like Good Trouble and Atypical for Netflix. Okay. And uh, it is highly speculated that she is going to be doing a Silk show. So do you know the, the hero Silk from Spider-Man? I don't think so. All I'm thinking is anti-venom, but I know we're not talking about that. So what is Silk? Who is Silk? Silk is a Korean-American girl. I'm sorry, woman, young woman. And as I understand it, because I've never actually read any of her stories, but I've how I've read like her Wikipedia and from stories from other people, she was bitten by the same spider that Spider-Man was bitten by, Peter Parker was bitten by. But okay. after she got her powers, like right when she got her powers, she was kidnapped and like taken away and done experiments on. And uh, oh. yeah, so they had to. They I think they made her into like more of a secret agent kind of thing. I'm not sure about that, but she eventually shows up, and her and Peter. I'm sure they butt heads at first, but now she's a hero. So this would be her story. Just like we got uh, Miles' story with uh, 
into the Spider-Verse. So, okay. I'm all for this. Plus all the TV shows that uh, Sony produces about the Spider-Verse are going to be helmed or executive produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller who made into the Spider-Verse. So hell yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm all for this. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And, um, Aren't they working on a second into the Spider Verse movie? They are ready to, but I don't. Th- I think they got all new director because, like that, that was the. I think Into the Spider Verse was directed by three, four, three or four people. Um, oh wow! Yeah, with Phil Lord and Chris Miller being two of them, or at least one of them being one of them, and uh, then they. But I think they got all new directors to do it this time. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm there for it. I'm going to watch it, but it might be a little different. Okay. So you think Silk might take like a little bit more of a darker approach or I would I would think that's my that might be what you want to do because she should be different than Peter Parker in right. you know a bunch of different ways. So and it's going to be it's going to be live action, so why not? Oh, it's going to be live action too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The animated stuff is so cool. I know, but I don't know. I don't know why. Why? I mean, after Spider Verse did so well, but it didn't do. You know, it doesn't do uh, live action numbers. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe stuff like Umbrella Academy and and the boys is is the numbers they want to get with live action. So, because I think TV animation, like people still think it's just for kids. It's true. So, and that's that why. And that's why James Gunn is uh, currently asking uh, DC fans to watch and support uh, the Harley Quinn show. So it gets picked up for season three. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't see. I mean, I hear a lot of people talk about it. I hear it, it, it's critically, you know, done well. Uh, and I assume HBO Max needs more programming. So I don't see why they don't keep it. All right. Was there anything, any shows, TV shows that you wanted to talk about? Was there anything that you saw over the past eight months that you really wanted to talk about? Besides Harley Quinn, um, I don't think I've been watching like a whole lot or watched uh, anything that was just like, oh, yeah, I need to keep on watching it or like make another season of it. Well, I haven't watched any Harley Quinn, so why don't you sell me on it? Um, basically short story. I know how, uh, when it got rebooted in the new 52 and then they kept on running with this, um, it, it became, you know, the Deadpool for DC. Mm-hmm. So the TV show captures exactly that. And I know you're a big Alan Tudyk fan. He voices for Clayface and he voices for the Joker and he does a phenomenal job. The Joker and Clayface. I knew he did Joker. I did not know he did Clayface. Yeah. And obviously they're all parodies of themselves. So, you know, they're not true to their comic book characters. And if you know their comic book characters, I think you might find it pretty funny that they're kind of playing the opposite of what they're like. Oh, except for Joker and uh, Joker, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are pretty much the same, but all the other side characters are different from what they are. Very cool. 
And yeah, that's all I have to say about it. It, it is a good show. It's okay. super adult, right? Yeah. Um, they drop the F-bomb all the goddamn time. And yeah, it's uncensored. So yeah, you get all the cuss words. So the seven words that you cannot say on TV or uh, seven words you can't say on radio. I forgot which one it was. But yeah, they say them all on there. Oh, good old George Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I do plan on giving it a try at some point. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. So hopefully uh, I can. I I have an HBO Max account, so hopefully I can. (laughs) It's just collecting dust if you're not watching it. (laughs) It's virtual. It's digital. It's not collecting (laughs) dust anywhere. Or your uh, DC Universe account, because I know you have that too. That's also collecting dust. It it is. I I mean, I've been trying to catch up on Titans. I do use it to use, to read a couple comics every once in a while, but and that's usually like a refresher. Like I needed, I need to read it to remember something. But other than that, yeah. Okay. And um, I was gonna go into DC Universe, but you know that's a conversation for another time. So we can go, <laughs> we can move forward. Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the boys on Amazon Prime Video. We had the first three episodes which are t- entitled uh, The Big Ride, Proper Preparation and Planning, and Over the Hill with the Swords of a Thousand Men. What did you think? So, what, what, first, what did you think of the first season? First season, I loved it. Um, yeah. It was a perfect uh, Garth Ennis and um, oh, who's the other one? Oh, um, the artist? Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so it just has to do with the writing. Garth Ennis, he always does such a good job of uh, in like dark humor type thing, and uh, well, the you know the dark humor and the comedy kind of blended in with you know the show and all the action so so well. Loved the first season. Obviously, that's why I'm sticking around for the second season. I was really impressed, um, and the first three episodes. Uh, they kind of got rid of the humor and um, really, really kind of went dark and uh, action heavy. Oh, yeah. Very, very action heavy. Uh, I still can't find the other creator. And I've, I know I've listened to a whole bunch of uh, podcasts where they talk to him and stuff, too. Like there was this oh, one pod- awesome. where there was this one podcast where. Uh, he was talking about the. He was talking about he met Giancarlo Esposito, and Whoa. Uh, he, but he met him before uh, he, the he was made. He was on the show, and then when they were meeting again for him being on the second season, he's like, "Wait, this is the comic book you made?" And he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Oh, I'm so glad I get to play your character," like kind of thing. It was <laughs> it was, it was a real cool interview too. I don't remember where I heard that interview. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but I don't know why I can't seem to find his name. Sorry. I mean, he is he is uh, the the artist. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it, we've now come to realize that the artist has just as much in creating story and character as the as the writer does. It's true. Yeah. See, why isn't it right on the IMDb page? Like, it should be, say, created by. That's true, because he did create. He still created the characters. 
gave them life, illustrated them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which was great that we got to have uh, Simon Pegg in the first season. Like, because if you go and read the books, the character of Huey looks just like Simon Pegg. And when, you know, they didn't make the show back when uh, they were first writing the book, uh, the, he always said that he wanted, he told Simon Pegg, I guess that was, was the thing was that he, when he drew him, he wrote to Simon Pegg because he just watched Spaced. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. And mm. he said that, hey, you know, I'm going to, I want to, I really want to make this character look like you. you. You know, it's, 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 I love your show. I love the fact that he's a comic book nerd and stuff like that. And the guy and Simon Pegg said, sure. Like, why not? And then, you know, when they were talking about making it into a movie, he said, oh, I'll make sure they, tr- they talk to you. And then when they finally, when they got to the, making this TV show, he was already too old to play Huey. So then they got him to play Huey's dad, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. That's a nice, I guess, reference or Easter egg to, uh, you know, to the comics. Exactly. So it's, it's really cool to, to have him, have him be a part of the, the show like that. Um, so what, so what do you think of the first season and now the first three episodes of the second season? I mean, the first season is just, it's just so good in the fact that it's, um, how it deconstructs superheroes and comic books and, you know, being what it is in the time that we are, uh, just makes it so that Derek Robertson, that's the artist's name. Okay. Right. Okay. So just in, in the time that we are when, you know, everybody loves superhero stuff and comic book stuff and, you know, every movie and every TV show right now kind of has something to do with that. Anything that's, that's big. Like, I mean, look at project power, like, you know, not probably not the best movie, but we got a list stars in it. And, uh, it, it was a Netflix original and stuff like that. You know, and you, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that movie doesn't happen really if comic book movies didn't take off the way that they did. So getting to see these people that have superpowers and very much look like the superheroes that we watch in these other stuff, uh, what would happen if everyday normal people, uh, not everyday normal people, but everyday people got superpowers, they wouldn't be altruistic. (laughs) They would be bastards. And then also they're not heroes. These, these characters, the seven are not superheroes. They're they they're people with superpowers and they're products. Like Vought owns them. They they make them do things, make them do publicity, make them make movies. How ridiculous is that? I know. It kind of pulls it and uh puts into perspective like uh if we did have superheroes, would they have, you know, marketing teams, would they have a public relations team and something went south, you know? I mean, they would have to, right? Like, it's all about selling an image and, and selling toys and stuff like that. So, it only makes mis- it only makes sense. It's just it's kind of sick and twisted if you think about it. <laughs> Very. <laughs> um. So yeah, the first three episodes, like w- where we end in the first season with uh, Billy Butcher, like finding his wife after all this time, or at least seeing her and. And knowing what it is that Homelander did to her, it's it's super creepy. So what is it that it, that's one of the things they took they did away from with the comic books? Like in the comic books, all of the boys have 
superpowers too. Well, not superpowers. They have super strength. They have super strength and invulnerability to a, a, a point. Uh, so that they can take on the heroes, the soups, I should say. Um, but in this, they don't. The only one that does is Kimiko, which she doesn't even have a name in the comic book, so they just call her the girl. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the book is very, very offensive and and misogynistic, and it, like there's a lot of problems with it, but they're calling them out kind of thing. Like, it's it's saying like, yeah, this is all terrible behavior, but it's supposed to be like kind of thing. Like the world sucks, so that's why it's all bad. But and wasn't the book ra- uh, written like in the mid two thousands too? Before we kind of you know things started kind of changing all around, like in the entertainment industry and that that sort of thing and. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and, and that's exactly why when in the when the show comes out, you know, you don't have Billy Butcher using the word, you know, faggot all the time. Sorry for, uh, you know, having to say that, but in the book, he, he's he's using it as a derogatory term, and uh, you know, just being an all around terrible guy. In this, he's also a terrible guy, but <laughs> you just need to use uh, terrible language. Well, I mean, he uses cunt all the time. He does use Sorry cunt all the time. And I guess that's just like, you know, that's, that's a term that they use over there across the pond that it doesn't hit as hard as it does here for whatever reason. Uh, that's true. But it's not demeaning a whole sect of people. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of demeans women. I don't know. Uh, so it's uh it's 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 real different but it's very much the same like the whole point of the of the book is still there present in the in the show which is is the great part um it even in the book huey even though he has super strength and in a somewhat vulnerability he's still scared all the time because you're going up against the likes of homelander and queen mave and hundreds of other super powered beings because they're you know they're all like it's it's it you have everything from the JLA to the Avengers to the X-Men to the Teen Titans <laughs> all represented in in this in the comic book in just a bunch of different people and they all have superpowers like even your your uh you, you every once in a while you have the the character that's like a Batman or a Iron Man that doesn't have powers but has a suit or some kind of training that keeps them uh, to be in the in the in the sh- in the seven or on a super team whatever you have kind of like a black noir since you know Don's a black suit and you know pretty good hand to hand well we we see that he actually does have superpowers though like he he can move stealthily and he has a healing factor because that's like in the first episode of this season he gets blown up but it's only like charged part of his body and he starts to heal but i think one of the weirdest things like the best things like to move his character along or at least give him some kind of backstory is when the whole secret of uh was it v9 no compound v he comes out like he's sitting there listening to the report about how you know he was given to him as a kid and he's crying he's crying inside of his suit behind his mask like 
this dude is severely broken. <laughs> yeah. And he never talks, so you're never going to get his story. It just kind of sucks. Yeah, exactly. Like it, At least for it, now, anyway, in the show. Yeah. I mean, who knows what happens in the future, but he in that one scene, he's going around killing all those people in the in that uh, terrorist compound, if that's what you want to call it. And then he gets to the kid, and we're like, well, crap, is he going to kill the kid? But then he has the little stuffed animal for the kid, and he's just like, me 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 you know, like kind of just playing <laughs> and then leaves so you could just tell that he's emotionally not all together right i'm trying to think uh superhero reference that you know i feel like we've seen that exact situation but can't think of it right now yeah i feel like that's a that particular moment is a very deadpoolish mo- moment um I mean, it could definitely be uh, something else. He, I like that Black Noir kind of has a like Batman, but also a Snake Eyes kind of feel. Uh, yeah, but then probably a Deadpool kind of feel in there too. Um, and also is an uh, amazing pianist. Yeah, exactly. He could be. He's an amazing pianist. Uh, so it, of the the seven. Like, do you have one that you you like to watch? Not your favorite kind of character, but mostly like to watch. Are you just uh, do you like to watch how crazy Homelander is? It's it's getting more and more frightening, especially with the end of episode three of season two. Um, so I am thoroughly entertained with this character, but it's just you know more and more on the edge of like what's going to happen next. But I do love watching Black Noir just because he's such an interesting character. <laughs> I like yeah, like you said, Homelander is is so so crazy, so out there, so different that it's 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 hard to to think of Superman being that way because that's obviously who Homelander is supposed to be, right? He's supposed to be like a right. Superman, an evil version of Superman. But so he, is that what would happen if Lex Luthor got the Superman powers? Is that how he would act? I mean, I guess that's that's pretty equivalent. Yeah, probably. Super narcissistic, doesn't give a shit kind of thing. Got to be his way or no way. Yep. I will laser every one of you if you don't follow my rules. I mean, when he in that, I don't remember if it was the first episode or the second episode when he uh, like fucking deafens the a blind spot, the, the new hero that Ashley brings in that is uh blind but can fight basically is daredevil and yeah he just claps his ears and blood blood pouring out of the dude's ears like that was disgusting and horrid yeah and you know it goes back to like you got to do it my way i gotta prove them now yeah i gotta pick the people but then we bring in Stormfront, you know played by aya cash and uh, he doesn't throw a hissy fit, which is I thought was interesting. So in the comic book, Stormfront is a guy. He is a okay. neo-Nazi, and he oh. also looks like Superman and has equivalent to Superman pe- level powers. Um, he is he's he's uh, always trying to not belittle, but usurp maybe is the good word. A uh, Homelander, right? So okay. you can kind of see that with the character that Aya Cash is playing. Like, she's like, I don't care. Like, what are you going to do? 
kind of thing. I don't think we've really seen the extent of her powers yet. Uh, we have seen like the electricity part, like when and she, super strength and the super strength when she takes out Kimiko's brother. Uh, but Homelander says, I told you I wanted to take him out myself and she didn't listen, but we didn't, nothing happened there. Like I was really expecting something more to happen. Well, he was giving her the crazy eyes towards the end. Or it could have been to uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character. So that's another interesting part because like when he goes to confront Giancarlo's character, uh, he doesn't back down. Like I, I, I was super surprised by that. Either he should back down or he should have pulled out the Trump card of whatever the equivalent to kryptonite is that the Homelander has like kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. I don't know if they covered it in the books or not, but I almost Googled it just to see if Homelander does have a weakness. But you're right. He didn't pull that out. Uh, do you think that, you know, even though he was freaking out at the PR issue that, you know, whole, you know, the secret to the capes are out right now that they use Compound V. Uh, do you think he still has an ace up his sleeve? Do you think he's, you know, that kind of villain or anti-hero that kind of has a plan for every sort of aftermath see i i don't think i don't don't even know if you want to consider him a villain or even an anti-hero i think he's just a businessman he's lex Luthor without the the bent on on killing superman because he vought international already controls the world like they control the soups they control the capes so they control the world so it's just like i need whatever my product is to be the best and not have a scandal. So I would think that there is some, something maybe genetic in them that they can exploit and maybe even get rid of, uh, this, the Cape's powers at the snap of a finger sort of thing that Jean Carlo hasn't pulled out yet. Okay. Because I, I mean, think- go ahead. I was just going to say, I can't remember in the comic books if there is an actual equivalent to a kryptonite that Homelander has. Okay, because I mean, uh, you know, Stormfront, she has a pair of balls on her, and I feel she's just going to be, you know, standing up and kind of testing Homelander the entire way, and that's obviously going to cause him to go more unhinged. And then with, um, you know, with Butcher's uh, wife or ex-wife, you know, uh, that's going to make him go more unhinged as well. Oh, yeah. Especially since Ryan was like, no, get the fuck away from me. I want nothing to do with you. I hate you. Leave us. Yeah, but it did exactly what he wanted. It made it so that he his powers manifested, which also scary because it looks like maybe, and not that he didn't have the right to be uh, enraged because this dude was threatening his mother, but like he might have you know, rage issues, just like Homelander does. True. Yeah. The other thing too, I did want to go ahead and ask you is, um, so they obviously said that, you know, at birth, you have to have the compound V injected in you. So obviously with, uh, Billy butcher's wife giving birth to Homelander's, you know, son, you know, does that, if you're already injected with the compound V, does that mean that you cannot? already have super children or do you think the compound V was still somewhere, you know, kind of introduced into that? No, I think it's, it's, it's that if you have 
compound V in you, giving you superpowers. It's 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 changed your genetic code. Uh, okay, so, so you're passing it on to your kid. Your kid then now has powers. Okay, all right. Now, obviously, it doesn't. They don't develop right at birth, like uh, you saw in last season when Billy Butcher's holding that <laughs> infant, <laughs> newborn, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the newborn and laser eyes come out, but uh, it, it it has to uh, manifest eventually. I guess once the cells mature. Okay, and then I have another thing I want to bring up to you. Do you think? Um... At this point, do you think the deep is going to be, uh, you know, part of the seven, or do you think he's going to join up with Starlight to bring down the seven? Because obviously, he's going through that whole character change. I don't think he's going to join Starlight. Uh, I also don't think that he's going to be a part of the seven. Uh, he's going to be a part of whatever that church thing that <laughs> that he's now being. Part of. <laughs> yeah, and I think that. Uh, that's definitely going to put a thorn in the side of the seven, but I don't think it's going to be anything that brings them down because like I, I obviously look, look at how starlight reacts to deep, the deep the first time that she's seen, like it's, there's no redeeming him. Like they're giving him a, the idea of a redeeming story. Like he, you know, his body, uh, he, the fact that he hates his gills is, uh, is, uh, the reason why he, mistreats women and, and sexually assaults them. Um so it's it's like uh there's the parts there for like oh we can we can start to redeem him but I don't think that's the way this show will go. It's gonna be like no you're still a, a gross creep kind of thing. Okay. But thank you Pan Oswalt for you know your uh performance as a gills. <laughs> I mean that's that was pretty insane, right? I honestly <laughs> thought when they introduced that he was going to be in the second season that he was going to be playing uh, a certain character that we would have been introduced by to now by now because uh, he is under he exists underneath the the comic book story where they're at right now, but he's not playing that character and that character didn't show up. So him as the voice of the deep skills was just hilarious. <laughs> It was really awesome to watch, and uh, yeah, that made my night actually. So, what are you what are you excited for with the rest of the season? Um, basically, what uh, what's going to happen with Eagle, his whole journey, what he's going to do, and then obviously, you know, since uh, you've you've brought it up before, um, if they're going to you know, if the boys are going to use compound B to try to take down the soups. Yeah. If anybody in the boys ends up getting compound V in them, who do you think is going to be the one that does? Either mother's milk or Frenchie. So in the comic book, Frenchie with superpowers is kind of insane. Like Frenchie and, and uh, the girl or Kimiko now, are still like really close friends and they're the two that are the most sadistic, so to speak, um, with the powers. She doesn't speak in the comic book either, but it's not because like she was a mute is like, she just decides to, and she was, she wasn't, she wasn't trafficked in the same way in the comic book. And she is a, she works as an, a, a assassin for the Yakuza. So 
uh, yeah, she she just loves to kill kind of thing. Uh, and when you see it in this in like a couple of the episodes here where she's just ripping people's fucking fa- heads off, that was, ugh, it was oh, that bad. was brutal. <laughs> um, I think that if anything, it's going to be Huey, and it will be like by accident or. Like he'll do it so that he can save Starlight or something like that. Okay. And, you know, I guess the only reason why I'm pushing for uh, Frenchie to get the Compound V is because, you know, the first the first two, three episodes of the first season, he was a total psychopath. You know, he was smart, some, um, evil engineer, and knew how to take out people. I guess I kind of want some of that fun and sadistic side to kind of show up when it comes to bringing down the soups. Yeah, when uh, you uh, uh, come up with the idea of sticking <laughs> sticking a <laughs> explosive up someone's butt uh, that essentially has impenetrable skin, that's that's pretty it's pretty out there. Yeah, and now that you know, obviously they found Kimiko. He's become he's become some sort of softy, you know, relating to everybody, and you know, is more cautious. He is. They they did they did have quite the the arc for his character. Um, go ahead. Oh, uh, does he still call uh, Huey Petite Huey in the in the comics? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he calls him that all the time. It's funny because he's like, I'm not really a small dude. I'm not, I'm not a big dude either, but like, I'm not a small dude. I don't know why you call me petite, but uh, it's 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 good. Um, I was not expecting Jennifer Esposito to die in the first episode of this season. Yeah. The uh was it she was she FBI or CIA? Either way. Uh yeah. She was CIA, I believe. And like just her talking about it and her head explodes and I was like, "Wow, okay." Was not expecting that. Like do you think that was anything particular? Like is it just like you said certain words and we're, you know, we have supers that are always listening and then boom, we blew up your head from a long distance using telekine- telekinesis. Probably we have soups, you know, working for us uh, and, you know, say the wrong thing and you're going to go boom. I mean, why not take out the, the boys too that were just sitting right there? They're probably, that's true. Maybe they were sending a message. Maybe like I was thinking, cause you know how, the Patriot Patriot Act like listens for when you say certain words on your cell phone, and then when you say those words, it it clicks on to start recording you. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe that's they just have like telepaths that sit there and throw out a wide net, and then when you say a certain word or think of a certain word, like then that's when they start to zero in on you. So they, I guess the boys at that point didn't say the word, kind of thing. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I that was I was very thrown off by that scene. Yeah, so was I, but uh also there's just the this whole season, three episodes in, it's just been so entirely gory too, so it caught me off guard. Yeah. A lot of the season has caught me off guard. <laughs> I love that Stormfront uses her social media, like <laughs> in a way. Don't buy this action figure. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, you know, look look at the set. It's all set. Did they make you think it was a actually on the on a base somewhere? It's not. <laughs> like it's all fake. Um, you know, Jeff 
just because she was so outspoken like that, I was like, okay, cool. You know, I can relate to this character. And then she's just as bad as Homelander. I'm like, oh, geez. Oh, yeah. She's definitely a sociopath. Like, and I I really do wonder if they're going to bring in the whole Nazi angle or not. Like, I, I find that interesting that they didn't, they changed that from the character, at least from the first viewing of her. Maybe, I mean, because there's probably a lot more soups coming our way that we don't know about. Maybe they're going to rework one of the lamer soups and, you know, do the whole Nazi thing. Well, we know we're getting Jensen Eccles as Soldier Boy at one point in the season. True. Uh, Soldier Boy is, as you can guess, basically a version of Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. Uh, we're supposed to be getting Sean Ashmore. Yeah, Sean Ashmore uh, as Lamplighter at one point, which that's right. Lamplighter in the first season is not around, and uh, in the comic books, he like I forget what it was that happened to him, but he kind of he they, they he kind of like got messed up real bad, and he couldn't heal, so they just keep him locked up in a basement somewhere. But they tell everybody that he, you know, was lost in a great big battle with a big baddie. And uh, so I'm interested in seeing what that that turns out to be, what what they're going to do with that storyline. Uh, yeah, and then we you know they did the exact same thing with the with uh, translucent when they were like, oh, you know, the, the season starts off with his funeral, and they're like, oh, he, you know, he he went away and he he fought the big battle and died, but we we all know what actually happened to him. He had a grenade <laughs> go off. Uh, so. I'm excited. I'm excited for the rest of the season and I'm excited to, to be doing the show again with you so we can come back every week and talk about the next episode of The Boys and then after that we'll figure out what we're going to talk about. Same here. And last question if uh, you know we're ending things. Has the show been surprising you? You know, especially since you've been reading the comics. Uh, Yeah, because I think it does take a different turn uh, in certain places than the, the comics did. Like, uh, you asked me in text message if they if Homelander had the obsession with breast milk <laughs> and stuff like that that he did in the in the comic books and I don't remember him having that obsession he did have an obsession with the 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 lady agent the or I'm sorry the direct the the assistant director no the vice director uh so not so well yeah no the oh, did. Uh, the the Elizabeth Shue character from the first season okay so yeah so well yeah, so he had he had the obsession with her uh, in in the book, but he it wasn't like in that way. I don't think. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Which is very very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it is very, but, you know very much I was on dates kind of thing. Yeah, but and I was talking to Miranda about it, and it just has to do with the whole. You know he was made in the lab he never had a mother figure and she's the closest thing to a mother figure so i think you know obviously that's why he's so fixated on her and potentially never had breast milk so that's why he's like oh you're the closest thing as you know i've ever had to a mother so you know i'm just gonna sip on this milk <laughs> as gross as that is yeah uh so yeah, if you have thoughts on uh, the boys, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you have thoughts on any of the stories that we talked about today, we'd love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-M, G 
G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Daniel, where can people find you online? Uh, Twitter, Super Commie Daniel. I still haven't switched my Instagram, so that's uh, Danny the Destroyer. And then you can find me on Facebook. I comment on a lot of the stuff or like a lot of our stuff on our Facebook page, so you can find me on there too. Um, the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekelitemedia.com. We have a Patreon page. We have plenty of exclusive material there, stuff that you can only get if you're a patron. So please go and donate, join, whatever it is that it's called for our Patreon. <laughs> Uh, and, and enjoy the only, the stuff that's only exclusive to that. And please, whatever podcast podcatcher you're using to listen to this, rate and review us so that you can help spread the word of our network so other people can also enjoy what we do every week in talking about the stuff that we all love to geek out about. And but, if you're using Spotify, find us on Spotify too. Yep, that's right. We are on Spotify. But until next week, this is Televised Heroics on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. Geek out. You still remembered. Yeah, of course. <laughs> this concludes our broadcast. Beep.